I get sloppy with my iPhone 6 and I send not a full nude, but a partial nude to a director at the company. Had the same exact name as the guy I was talking to. You can imagine how that went. Yo, what up, people? Welcome to Odix. It's your boy, David Picasso. And we got a special guest today that goes by... Lacey Jade. What's up, Lacey? How you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. How was traffic? You know, traffic was good. I tend to underestimate my time to get to LA, so it was a little troubling there, but overall made it here safe and yeah. And where did you drive from? I reside in Orange County. I live in Irvine. Cool, cool, cool. How's that been, Orange County? I moved to Orange County three years ago, and it has been the top three best decisions ever in my life. It's completely changed my perspective on life, my self-awareness, self-value, and also advanced my career more than I could have even planned on getting out there. And as far as people that don't know your career, what does that mean? So I have a very diverse background. I come from an accounting and finance background. I also am a very aggressive recruiter and I am currently branding myself in cannabis and I do modeling as well. Okay, cool. You mentioned cannabis. How long have you been in cannabis? I've been in cannabis for about two and a half years. Okay, what made you get into that industry? So I am a huge believer on manifesting. When I moved down to Orange County, I wasn't too heavy in the cannabis game. I've dabbled in smoking weed. Everyone does it when you're in high school. You're smoking on that disgusting skunk gas whatever you can get your hands on i saw that down here it was huge with the la kush models i wanted to be a part of it i didn't know how so i just did whatever anytime i smoked i was making sure i was smoking on la kush i was tagging them i was putting my face out there and eventually it came back fivefold i got in with them i had my first successful paid modeling gig with la kush and since then my career in cannabis or my foot in cannabis has just taken off immensely okay and obviously you like the industry right I love it. Cannabis will be my end game. I will finish whatever I've started successfully in cannabis. I'm very confident with that. I know you mentioned before we started recording that you want to brand yourself. Yes, I am looking into, without giving out too much information, um, I am looking into getting my own strain and pre-roll coming out with a dispensary I've been heavily volunteering with. Are we able to say the dispensary name? Yes, it's Remedy Room. They're located in Harupa Valley. I am a little partial, but they do have the best selection in the Riverside area and the most beautiful bud tenders there you go there you go you mentioned celebrities what type of celebrities that dispensary works with so what makes our dispensary better or more exclusive than others is we're partnered with easy sons both eric's have their own strain their own line that we carry we have everything from eights to ounces of their product we're partnered with nicole aniston who is well respected in the adult industry we also have influencers that come in we have alexandra hoke that comes in we have joey stacks that comes in on a regular basis whenever he's in california he only picks up cannabis from us so that's so cool we're making our footprint but it's just the beginning and then let me ask you a question is it just one dispensary or multiple right now it's at one dispensary it's at one mm-hmm. okay got you how long have you been working with them So right now I'm currently volunteering with them. They've really given me the reins on their social media, their marketing. I've been there from the beginning. So it's been about 90 days since they're opening. And then then those 90 days of volunteering, how was like your best experience of volunteering or just being in their environment? I think it's really building the relationships with the vendors for me, making sure that they always have the top shelf items that are being requested by the customers, making sure that everything's taken care of, their social media is represented everything on the shelves um, and also highlighting the amazing customer service and bud tenders that they have available every day 
not one day is there a weird team or any shift in staff. Everyone is always on their game. So it's a great family vibe, but also it's a lot of hungry hustlers, a lot of women that are really working hard and putting themselves forward because they enjoy the industry as well. Now, is this family owned or is it, is it a corporate company? Right now, it is privately owned. Okay, that's cool. And you mentioned social media, right? Can we talk about social media a little bit? Yeah, so I am Lacey Jade on social media. I started heavily in social media about a year ago. At the end of this month, it'll make my year where I started pushing hard as far as shooting, modeling with product, working with outside photographers from my own network. Right now, I'm almost at 10K, and it means a lot to me that I've grown organically, which if you're not familiar with growing your social media, some people will buy buy followers, buy likes, buy anything to boost up their following, but their engagement isn't there. My engagement aligns with my following. I make sure that I am always answering comments, DMs, questions, making sure that my followers or my friends also are up to date into what I'm doing or what's exciting in my life that I post. And what's like, if you can educate us a little bit, like for people that, for example, they're just starting out their social media and they're trying to grow it, right? Yeah. Male, female, doesn't matter what are things that you can give us that you feel is going to help them build because to be honest with you yeah. growing from you know zero to 10k in a year or less than a year that's pretty impressive yeah it takes a lot of time and dedication you have to have a goal anything you want you need to tie to a goal and you need to make realistic steps for yourself to hit each small goal to get to your main large goal that you're trying to accomplish i think that the main thing is you need to understand your niche and your reach Okay. Um, niche meaning where you're trying to brand yourself, what industry. You can't just freestyle it. You can't just say, well, I'm going to be a model. Uh, what are you going to model? Do you right. do lifestyle modeling? Do you do clothing, product? And I learned that solely from Bear Digidio. Um, I follow him faithfully on all platforms. He is a marketing guru. It takes time, dedication, and you have to be resilient to be in social media. Okay. And can we talk about consistency? Yes. So without, you know, over explaining what I do, I can consistently, I wake up, I grab my phone, I check my emails, I go to my social media. I put in the time that needs to be put into my social media groups that I'm affiliated with. I have consistent hashtags that I am affiliated with as well. I go and I put my work in and I get it back. So whatever you're putting out, you're going to get back with consistency and persistent hard work. When you talk about hashtags, how do you go about selecting the hashtags? There's so many. Yes. And I, for a long time, had no idea how to hashtag. I didn't know what they meant. I would Google what hashtags are great right, what's right. what's the now which can work but it's not sustainable and it's not going to give you the return you're expecting i have certain ones that i follow that align with my page i'm huge with women in cannabis that hashtag gotcha. i have it on my profile and i dedicate time out of my day to go and make sure that I'm engaging with those women that follow that hashtag as well to build sort of a community and you know we're faithful I may not know that person they may be in Oregon they may be in New York but I know because I've reached out and I like their pictures that's a retained follower or retained person that will come and do the same for me what i've done for them got you so and this goes back to you know i'm not a girl like it sounds like <laughs> you are you're pretty experienced so when you say you go into the hashtag you go into the hashtag obviously there's more people using that hashtag right so uh -huh. you go in there and the people that are using that hashtag is that the people you engage with is that what i'm understanding so what i'll do is i will for example once again i'll do women in cannabis i'll search that hashtag in the search discovery area i'll go to the 
most recent, I'll go and I will dedicate a certain amount of time to liking every single one of the most recent posts. Sometimes the posts have nothing to do with it. Some people just throw that in there because it's popular. Gotcha. Other people that are actually really into the industry, I will sit there, I'll look at their page, I'll see, you know, maybe this person could be a value add, maybe I can be a value add to them, let me reach out. So there's so many open doors, but you'll never know unless you go and knock on it. Gotcha. Social media is huge to network and people don't see it that way. They see it as just face value, vanity, beautiful women, buff guys. It's so much more than that. It's almost like the millennial LinkedIn, so to speak. Right, 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 right. Now let's talk about your DMs. How's, how's your it DMs? goes I'm down sure. in the DMs. You don't even Th know. Does it? We want to hear mean, all about there's, it. There's, I get everything. I get women supporting women, girls that ask me, you know, questions, things they're struggling with. Too, I get full-on poems from India. I get offers for sex, prostitution, escorting atmosphere modeling and then also i get a lot of great business opportunities that are in the dms too for example this is how we link exactly exactly <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about some funny dms that you're like i can't believe this person sent me this so i get offered a lot of favors for material things a lot of i want to shoot with you and it's not a photographer so basically like they want to do like an iphone camera sh i i no don't I, I don't know if that's like yeah um a lot of you're my dream girl like please i don't know i i i get a lot more sexual things than others but sometimes it's funny sometimes it's like love tit come be with me and it's like Wow. No. Wow. I get asked a lot about my breast size. I get asked a lot what my price is. What's the pickup line look like? Oh, gosh, I get a lot of like, um, are you tired from running? Because you've been running in my mind all night. Bam. <laughs> next DM dick pic. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. Or I get a lot of, hey, babe, I know this isn't traditional, but I saw you on Tinder or I saw you on Plenty of Fish. I will admit I have been on Bumble. I have never been on any other dating site. So I'll get a lot of those trying to get their foot in their door by using like a generic gotcha, like gotcha. that. Business opportunities. What came out of it? So I work with a lot of big names in the cannabis industry in the DMs. That's how it seems like it goes nowadays. Do they recruit you in that format like through the DMs? Yes, and it, it takes a very smart person to be able to dissect messages to know if it's legit or if it's not. Because right. I've, not for cannabis, but for a photo shoot, when I first started out, I've straight gotten clowned on with, went, met this person at a loft, did a photo shoot. I mean, I'm more known for my lingerie shooting. Did that. He sent it back to me same day in my Dropbox, all the proofs, nothing edited. And so I picked my top five pictures out of the shoot that I liked. I sent him and I said, hey, like, this is what I would like to be edited i think this is great he said well i don't know how to edit i just like to take pictures of women in lingerie oh so literally this guy got a pretty free show i don't shoot fully nude but it's nothing that i would allow a stranger to right, see right, me right, with right. so yeah it takes time being very um smart about how you're gonna disperse your time as well so i think you've, you've probably gotten better you know screening I've, them i've gotten very better with flagging the non-professionals and knowing where to put my time towards now as far as uh dating has any dating came out of the instagram you know i hate to say it but yes i've actually had relation a relationship out of a straight up dm but yeah can we talk about that relationship we 
yeah of how course. was it how was it like um, like what was the approach like you know it was a great learning experience that i made rougher on myself than needed but nonetheless it's not a loss so i have been linked to a very well-known influencer in los angeles and i met him in the dms are we able to give a name uh yes his name is josh hopkins okay he's okay. well known in the fitness industry he's been featured on la weekly in la so he does have over 500,000 followers so as someone at the time when i was approached in the dms by this buff tattooed model looking guy i was starstruck i didn't know what to do with myself i was just so in awe that someone like that like that would want the attention of me so we ended up dating we had a a break in between and it was like being on it's a small world but then all of a sudden you take an edible there's some coke thrown in there and then at the end it's splash mountain god damn <laughs> i i don't know how else to describe it that was Yo, on the that, fly that was enough. i had enough <laughs> um i mean everything starts in the honeymoon phase how long did that last <sighs> god two days you no know, timeline <laughs> it felt like two years timeline i want to say it's maybe a unsuccessful four months but a very long four months so i always do my research on anybody i'm very analytical i want to know what i'm getting myself into always i painted a lot of red flags white with him he does have a very explicit reputation of not treating women well i put that to the side because like i said he is great to look at i'm not going to deny the looks i'm not going to deny the instagram fame but what you see on instagram and i think it's very important for females instagram is not reality it can be it can be 50 percent, but it's never a hundred percent so i had not ever known an influencer in my life so i did not know that i didn't have any warnings except for what i had read about him fortunately i did not experience the extent of abuse that his previous ex which was a very public case i didn't experience that but there was a lot of rough times that i overlooked because of the social media because i saw the income the potential i saw what i felt was unattainable attainable for this person i was in awe so i put up with a lot of things that now i respect myself enough to not were you able to capture some game from him did he teach you things about social media yeah he did i learned probably more than i needed to it went from social media to i was only fans girlfriend being a content creator for his only fans so I learned the social media game. He was already tied in with Ellie Kush, which has been a huge impact on my career in cannabis. He showed me how to handle myself at photo shoots. Like there was a lot of value ads that he brought, but they did not outweigh the negative things that I was willingly putting up with. You mentioned OnlyFans. Do you have an OnlyFans account? I do not have an OnlyFans. Um, If you follow me, you know I am very firm on not having an OnlyFans. I have a lot of friends that have very successful OnlyFans. I solely do not have an OnlyFans because I rely on my business acumen to get me through life. My body is great. It could be better. I really enjoy looking a certain way and being aesthetically pleasing. And I feel like I don't... Making money off your body is not something that was ever an option for me. It was always looked down upon on my family and I don't want to transfer something that I'm doing to my younger sisters. I have four younger sisters who are extremely smart and beautiful and I don't want them to think that this could be an easy way out for them. I'm not knocking anybody who does it. My ex made 100,000 in three months. 
it can be very lucrative. Got you. It's just not for me at this time. Now, you said you did it at one point, though, right? With him? No, 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 no. No. I was an OnlyFans girlfriend. So I helped create the content that men were paying for to see explicit pictures of my ex-boyfriend. Got you. Got you. Okay. So if you ever need a cameraman for some nice shower scenes, I know know the angles. But I was never involved. Not even a finger. I was just holding the camera. Got you. Got you. Now, we got a little bit into family. I didn't know you had sisters. So let's go back a little bit uh, yeah. your, your upbringing you know as a kid i come from a very small town in santa barbara county i don't even know the population but basically i can sum it up in my graduating high school class was 600 or not my graduating class excuse me the entire high school was 600 kids i yeah, went okay. to a private catholic school so that might give you a little bit of an idea of how small the town is for sure for mm-hmm. sure high school you did there yes so i attended a private catholic high school there no way did that two days after high school i voluntarily put myself into beauty college or into cosmetology school i passed up a few softball scholarships that you know at the time i probably should have done that but i was very strong-willed very wild wanted to get into the beauty industry my parents cut me off i used every single cent of my graduation money to get into registration the second i graduated wow how did that go it went great. I had my license since I was 18. I started my first job while I was attending school because my parents cut me off. So I had to pay for my registration, my books, anything additional I needed. So it was a great learning experience and it matured me quick. Now, when you say your first job, what was your first job? My first job was at Home Depot. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was at Home Depot because they paid more than minimum wage, which back then I was stoked on making nine fifty an hour. That, imagine that, nine fifty an hour. That's crazy. <laughs> minimum, I think, is 15 now, so yeah. it's yeah. insane. All right, so you go from Home Depot to what's your next job or next career move look like? Um, go to Home Depot. I'm working there through school. I start doing hair and makeup, so I worked as an assistant at one salon. I worked at Fantastic Sam's next to a military base doing high and tights nine to five. I was an independent consultant. I shadowed a well-known makeup artist for a while and then it just wasn't for me. I wasn't willing to put in the time and wait. I wanted that income now, 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 now. I'm a very money-driven person and I didn't see the value of waiting because I was so young. So then after that, I got into corporate. Okay. And what was corporate look like? What was the job? So I started in customer service. I started, worked my way up, promoted, and then I somehow I got pushed into accounting I wanted to leave my current company they wanted to keep me so they promoted me and just threw me in accounting so I had a very successful accounting career before I got into cannabis I've worked for fortune 500 companies I worked for Johnson Johnson the highest level I've achieved was staff accountant and then I got into recruiting for accounting and finance because I'm very forward I'm very forward facing I love people I love to talk so sitting behind a desk and doing spreadsheets was just not fulfilling right 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 so that's how you got into the accounting world right i got into the accounting i was pushed into it i found i was good at it because i'm very analytical numbers driven and i'm great at i guess reconciliations finding the gaps finding the errors that's crazy dude that sounds like yeah i really intense and i'm nosy too i like budgeting forecasting i like to see what everyone's working with i want to know what the projections are for next year am i going to stay here am I gonna bounce like it was really good and it built me as a person it really you know got my 
brain going every day. Did that transition into like your personal finance or um, you've always been very responsible in that sense? I've always been very responsible. I grew up with a mother who was raised by my grandparents that went through the depression. So I grew up with someone who was very scared to spend any money. So I've always been good with my money. I've always had A1 credit. Knock on wood. Yeah, man. Credit is um, hard to get. Yeah, shout I've out to anybody who has it. <laughs> but it wasn't easy. Like, uh, my first car, I had 29% interest rate because my parents wouldn't sign 29% for it. 29% of my first Benz, first car I ever bought. My, wow. parent, my parents wouldn't co sign for me. They said, You want it? it what you type of car it. did you buy? I had a little Benz. <laughs> Bro, that's your first car. <laughs> it wasn't brand new. Wow, it was someone used. Someone's spoiled. <laughs> someone works hard. For it sure. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was used. But it's still I, Benz, though. I had to learn the hard way. 29% is just straight no lube right up there oh, i didn't even know that existed to be honest <laughs> it there. does when you have no credit i had a debit card that's all i had Damn but it. i needed a car i well i needed a car my parents were like you're getting off the t bye and what age was this this was 19 oh, so you were you were a baby, baby. Man. Yeah, you're super not young. even able to drink legally at what age did you move out i moved out at 18 i moved out when i was in beauty college i had a boyfriend at that time who had a house and there was like six guys to a three-bedroom house straight up dorm style i loved it i ate it up i was like the queen of the house making doing their laundry do, basically doing their laundry doing but i loved it like i really? loved that little wifey type duty feeling i don't know how long did that last <sighs> solid like six months oh he also he also worked at home depot it was just like oh, a yeah. fairy tale ready to happen you know gotcha so i'm assuming when that relationship comes to an end you move move back home for a short period of time and then i moved out again i'm not one that likes rules i like business structure but i don't like rules so going from frat house to parents house, it didn't sit well with me. I moved out, moved out with someone that I went to high school with who was in the adult industry. And that was quite the experience. Our furniture consisted of bongs and stripper poles. I want to hear some experiences. And oh. What happened in that home? Come on, let's um, talk about it. <laughs> it's more like what didn't. What didn't? Okay, all right. I pride myself on being a good friend. I'm very reliable, very uh, loyal. So I would always take her lunch or dinner or whatever time it was i'd pop in at the rhino drop it off wait for her to come home at three and you know things started getting sticky when work was coming home there's a lot of substance abuse happening that was beyond my knowing at the time it was very chaotic but when you're 18 19 you're all about it because basically strippers kind of have everything they got the alcohol they got the whatever they got the rich guys that are coming over i was just kind of eating it all up i was just in the mix i never stripped i never got into it but i was definitely hanging out with that crowd and that's crazy you say that because i feel like i mean i'm sure she influenced you in some ways and if anybody knows about stripping you get an understanding that their money is made a little bit different and oh, a yeah. lot quicker if that makes yeah. sense right mm -hmm. you living on your own why didn't you get into it i just feel like it's such an easy avenue to be like hey it was and i was so i had transitioned out of home depot i was working at a call center so i was you know, i've always had the wild side to me definitely i still am a little wild but i've always been very money motivated very driven to provide for myself when my mom wouldn't have extra change for me on fridays in elementary for ice cream i found that I found it. I sold my pencils. I sold my answers for my homework. I wanted that ice cream. I got that ice cream. Like there's no questions. So I've always been driven to, you know, provide for myself. 
but I didn't know the extent of the stripping. I was like, oh yeah, we had parted ways after high school for a year, came back, sure, I'll live with you. She's like, I make more money, like I'll always help cover rent. And you know, it seemed promising, but I didn't know the Motley Crew lifestyle that came with it. Okay, got you, got you. And are you able to share, you know, any like fun experiences though that you had while oh. you were- I mean, I can jump on the pole. I can do a few things on a pole. If we had one, I'd show you. Um, <laughs> it's a great workout. And you learned this from her? From her, from okay, her, from gotcha, her. Gotcha. Never, never made it into a strip club to do this. This was solely in our living room. We had a great pole. But yeah, I mean, it was just a learning experience in that area. There wasn't too much takeaway because it was so fast and chaotic in that house. How long did that last? A year. A year, a okay. Year, yeah. And so what happens after that year? So within that time, I met my first serious boyfriend um, he was on leave from the military he came to the stripper party house and we reconnected in that aspect and we'd known each other for a while so that was one benefit i will say and he's actually still a huge part of my life to this day it's awesome dude yeah. shout out to him shout out what transition between that time how old were you then if i may ask 19? 19 19 and to the point where you decide like hey i'm going to orange county like oh wow so this is so much time has passed so never orange county was ever a thought in my mind i thought about moving to vegas i think with her because she wanted to prolong the stripping career out there but orange county was not on my radar until i turned 26 27 but anyways yeah i got out of that i think what had happened so actually this led into me getting my bends i had a car i wrecked it texting while driving completely totaled it i was irresponsible didn't have insurance so that was the point where my parents were like uh-huh, you did this you clean up your mess so that really shaped me up too because now i had a car payment before i had my parents pay my car oh wow um okay. or yeah i think that's what it was i was responsible for the insurance but i lied about paying it and never right. did Got you, got you. You know, that extra $50 was so much back then. <laughs> wow, when you're making nine fifty an hour, it is. <laughs> it was. I remember my rent was 500 and then, you know, cell phones back then. It, there wasn't too much responsibility, but back then. No, me, no, totally makes sense. None yeah. of my friends lived on their own. So, of course, along with the stripper pad, it was the party pad. Gotcha, always. gotcha, gotcha. So, how do you make that decision, though, to coming back to, or moving to Orange County? I'm so, fast forward so many years. I'm 25. I'm in a serious relationship with an older gentleman (laughs) that was such a great experience but such a crazy twist here and there i was working for johnson johnson i was doing accounting and i was also training at a national level i was going back and forth from new york pennsylvania to california and training on johnson johnson's best practices software onboarding third-party companies my last stop was in brea and i was like god this is the OC life I need. This is what I'm ready for. Not knowing Brea is not even really Orange County. My relationship with the older gentleman was getting a little rocky and it just felt like the right move. I felt like now or never, like I'm either gonna, you know, take a shit or get off the pot, Lacey. Move, like you owe it to yourself. This person is older. He has an established company for 25 plus years. He's not going anywhere. You're not having kids. You're not making a family get out or live in this misery and i just made the decision i I left you made the decision on your own like you didn't consult with like a best friend or i don't know if you have do you have mentors yes i was gonna get into that so my mentor at the time who turned into best friend who we'll get into that she helped me get my job at johnson and johnson she was a recruiter through robert half and she was helping me she was like come see what it's like to recruit shadow me for a week which I ended up, you know, learning the game very quickly and seeing where the money could come from, that you're not just on salary. I never even understood salary plus commission is 
you know, would take me in a higher level of compensation. So I confided in her, told her the situation. She said, look, I'm moving to Orange County. I have a prestigious company I'm linked up with. Give me a month. I'll get you out here. So I rely on her. I'm playing nice with this guy, trying to like keep my house, my living situation, you know, good while I know I'm applying for jobs behind this man's back. So I finally, I get an interview at this company, my mentors at, I get denied. They said, you're too green. You don't have enough experience. Come back in a year. I said, no. I write thank you note after thank you note. I reach out to every director there. I get a second interview. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. I do it again. I call the owner of the company nonstop. Wait, the owner of what company? Of this recruiting firm. I'm trying oh, to get okay, got it, got I'm it, trying it, to get a job in Orange County so I can move. Right, 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 right. Um, I didn't have like that stability. I call her, I call her. She goes, you want, you want to work for me? You come here, you have an apartment, you show me a proof of living, you move everything, you start on Friday. And this was on a Monday or a Tuesday. What the hell? I find a crazy cat lady on Craigslist. I pack up my makeup and my clothes and I jam. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> my mom, my parents, they're for it. I've never asked them for anything. They're just like, you know, you've lived off of your own decisions this long. Like, good and luck. What city did you move into? I moved into Costa Mesa. My first month, I was in Costa Mesa. Gotcha. Like I said, found Crazy Cat Lady on Craigslist. They're literally, I slept on my yoga mat for a week. I had nothing under my name anymore. I sold everything when I got into that relationship. I thought that was my end all be all. I had my, like I said, my clothes and my makeup. And you talk about this relation. This is the older gentleman you're talking about. Yes. Got you, got you. So you you moved to Costa Mesa? Moved to Costa Mesa. You start working for this firm? Start working for this firm. I'm feeling great. Like this is by far one of the highest points in my career up until this point. I'm loving it. I'm working hand in hand with my mentor. Fast forward to my almost my 90 days i get sloppy with my iphone 6 and i send not a full nude but a partial nude to a director at the company had the same exact name as the guy i was talking to and yeah you can imagine how that went wait hold on (laughs) i cannot imagine how it went how did it go (laughs) okay so um let me think this guy is like shades of mr rogers with like can can you tell me the title job title he had so i can understand director director director, got it okay director level right above the owner that i was haggling for a job i send this bare maybe a see-through bra i had pants on very low pulled down yoga pants it was suggestive but it wasn't my best work i'm gonna throw that out there so it wasn't nude then it wasn't nude Uh, you can see a little nip through the bra it was like a lacy see-through you know it's my one of my assets but send it to him he has the same name as the guy i'm talking to i freak out i cry i call my mentor tell her what happens she goes oh it'll blow over it's nothing did he reply (laughs) he did so this is what happened i was like hey babe see you next week here's a picture get in the shower you know get in the shower do my thing come out Lacey. this was not meant for me i hope let's discuss when you get in tomorrow Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So met immediate panic. I'm like crying on my freaking yoga mat that I'm sleeping on. So my mentor is like, it'll be fine. Like it'll be a joke. There's two women in a 13 men office, including my oh, three. I'm sorry. The owner's a woman, me and my mentor. So she brings it up. He doesn't even bring it up to anybody. Who's she? Who's she? The mentor that I told okay, that I called crying in panic. Got she it, brings it. it up. It becomes like the laughing stock of the office, which I'm fine. I can take it. But he turned it into what if my wife finds out that I'm getting nude pictures from this girl like she's sexually harassing me so i got oh, let go wow. i got my i just signed um signed a few things got let go severance package i'm assuming i signed an nda on a okay. few things so now i'm alone 
crazy cat lady yoga mat in orange County. don't know what i'm gonna do no spent all my savings on this car that i thought was gonna change up my game what car what car is you seem to have a selection of cars here what's going I on i got a lexus is350 um <laughs> oh way more car than i need it's beautiful gorgeous didn't need it spent more savings on it than i should have so i'm freaking out i don't know what i'm gonna do going looking for jobs crying every night literally having i remember at one point i was like i have to move home i have 13 how many in and outs can i buy with 13 dollars? because this is what i have for the remainder of the month and it was like halfway into the second week of the month how much did you have 13 it was 13 17 i, I will never forget because i was dividing up how should i get a double double tonight should i get a single 1370 or 13 dollars and 70 13.70 with yeah you're wild bro so okay so what happens i'm applying i'm interviewing every single day um are you eating <laughs> i was very thin then <laughs> so you weren't eating is <laughs> what i'm saying i i've told you i was trying to divvy up my money to see how much no but i out. want i want to hear the details mm. so did you go like days without meals um it, it was like that yeah like i would strictly i'd wake up i like to fast regardless but i would be like hey if i eat this at seven o'clock it'll be sustainable no morning cardio because i'm gonna get hungry and when i get hungry i get crazy so yeah, no, I literally divided myself up and figured out how am I going to make this 13, almost 14, but not $14 last for the rest of the month. I didn't want to touch the seven. Wait, 14 fucking dollars, bro? I didn't want to touch whatever I walked away with because to me, that was like, there has to be an apocalypse. Like this is like the COVID money, basically. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. so I'm freaking out. My cell phone's past you. My, you know, that was the only thing I let get past you. I paid my rent after paying what I knew had to get done. I did have that 13.17 in my account i find a company i interview with the owner for eight hours i get the wait gym. what yeah an interview for eight hours eight hours not even lying i was there from like two to freaking whatever with the yeah. owner with the owner of this company that i found on linkedin got you get the job i'm with that company for two and a half years it was successful it was a great learning experience it springboarded my recruiting career to you know what it should have been with the other company got you got you and so you obviously make a move after those two years make a move after those two years and you um, by the way you're still in the costa mesa so with the I cat am, lady um no 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 no, no. <laughs> cat lady and i had to part ways or at least was up so that was part of me getting my place so quickly i was filling in for someone that was leaving like it was basically a move of desperation because i knew i wanted to get out there i had to show the proof of move right, and everything right. to get that first job so i'm with the company for two and a half years kick ass whatever successful doing me move to a new company that i am currently still employed with um COVID hit my first not even so ever many months i'm there with them i'm literally still going through training videos and COVID That's hits crazy Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're currently with them. I am still currently under Solomon Page, which is a national recruiting firm. I am in the accounting and finance department. How's COVID, dude? How's COVID like changed your life? How did you handle COVID when it first happened? When it first happened, the company promised that they were keeping everybody on. Then we went through the first wave of layoffs. I made it through that. We went through the second wave of layoffs. I made it through that. Then when I think that the economy shifted to layoffs to furlough, thank God, I got the first wave of furloughed. I was doing anything though. I was literally working on orders in New York because that's where my headquarters are. And at the time COVID first hit, New York was just swamped. It was like 
when you see on Wolf of Wall Street, they ring the bell. It's like you have to find candidates for this job because everybody's applying. It's so competitive. Everyone needs a job. Everyone is like, doesn't know what's happening. So I shifted from working in an eight to five to I knew I had to put in the extra effort to show that I was committed. I was waking about 5 a.m. because 5 a.m. is 8 a.m. New York time. Right. So I'm sitting there. I'm trying to hustle across the U.S. just trying to save my job. Right. Unfortunately, it happened in my division and in the L.A. division to where the staffing side did get furloughed. So then I'm sitting at home thinking like, I haven't been a stay at home Lacey forever. Right. I didn't know what to do. Right, 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 right. I started picking up extra photo shoots. And then eventually a connection that I had made in the past with Ellie Kush had hit me up in the DMs. Okay. Hey girl, loved working with you. I think that you'd be a great to come check out our dispensary we're opening in Harupa Valley. Harupa Valley? Like, yeah, where is that? What, where is this? So I go, this girl's great. She, I look up to her. She's amazing. Her name's Raina. She comes in, she shows me this literally stripped building. There's nothing in there. She goes, so what do you think? <laughs> I didn't have the vision. I had never been at a dispensary where it's being built from the ground up. I'm like, yeah, looks great. Let me know where you need my help. So I just started, you know, helping a little here, a little there on a voluntary basis, labeling, just like minor things to keep myself busy because I like to be busy. I'm a hustler. I'm an entrepreneur. I am always moving all gas, no brakes. It's unfolded to be literally the best thing that has happened to me during COVID. I've gotten my hands in deeper with the cannabis industry. I've made amazing connections with brands that I wasn't even aware of. And now I'm here. Like I said before, I will make cannabis my end game. I'm just trying to figure out you know where the strategic moves are going to be of course yeah yeah yeah. and i think i feel like you still have time i mean it's pretty new getting into it. you've done a lot yeah i have done a lot in a small amount of time but me personally the way i look at something when i'm walking into it there's no ceiling gotcha. like i literally sky's the limit got you now i know we talked a lot about work but when covid hit obviously you had to go home right this is you're going Mm-mm. to your no you didn't go home nope i have not gone home less since like you mean my hometown to my no, parents no, no no i mean like your house like how did you oh. handle your house routine oh, yeah prior to covid i'm sure you had a whole different routine maybe going out that kind of stuff <laughs> so when covid first started i literally didn't leave my house i was very on the up and up about being germ free covid free don't look at anybody don't let anyone breathe on you um <laughs> yeah i slowed my life down a lot um right. when covid first hit because it's a lot of unknown nobody For knows sure. i mean can you tell me what the fuck's going on nobody knows like we're living in a day by day hour by hour minute by minute nobody knows for sure for sure so how did that affect your habits and your routines um, uh, what changed inside your home you know were you just watching tv popping up netflix i was being lazy i was just straight sitting on the couch eating i'm not gonna lie like okay. it really wore down on my mental state because I was scared to go outside. I didn't know what was going to happen. My entertainment was going to Costco and trying to like elbow people for paper towels. (laughs) That was like the excitement and entertainment at that time. But yeah, no, it wore on me, my mental well-being. It wore on my physical well-being. I wasn't working out. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, because you probably weren't doing photo shoots or anything like that. I was very strict when COVID first started. Now, did that build any bad habits? Do you smoke weed by any chance? I do. Of course I do. Did the weed game (laughs) increase? The weed game increased. The food intake increased. Like I just, I let myself go for a solid month. And then I just, I checked myself. I'm very self-aware. I had to check myself. Like I started making myself go out on walks. It's literally the small things that might not 
look like a lot that meant a lot at that time because I had shut down completely. Like, but yeah, I just no, kind of started getting man. myself out there. When you say you checked yourself, what's the thinking process like? Do you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, what the fuck I'm doing? Or I mean, I check myself daily. I mean, I don't know if this is normal or not. I'm always like, get your shit together. Like literally, what purpose was that? Don't repeat it and be better. Gotcha. So gotcha, gotcha. I do that on my, like I said, on the daily. But at that time, I just, I was so clouded in my mind. I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to say depression, but it, I ha- I was in a rut. Gotcha. Willingly gotcha. put myself in a rut. Now, through the process with COVID started until now, have you gone on dates? I have. I have gone on dates. How um, are those dates? Like, especially at the beginning of COVID. What, what was the date consist <sighs> of? I went on a date with a really nice young man, but I will say it was like, if you were to let the animals out of the zoo, I was like, restaurant? Drinks? Yes. 10 drinks. Let's go. Shots. It wasn't success. I pulled the drunk girl first date. My first date via COVID, I did pull the drunk girl. Not my worst drunk girl date moment, but yeah, I have gone on dates since COVID. I am actively dating. But tell me about this first date though. What what do you mean? Like you order, how many drinks did you order? First of all, I'm going to say to the, I did a little blackout, a little blackout special COVID, no COVID. I'm a three drink, four drink. We're getting a little tipsy, five drink for babysitting. So I know my limits. I'm 31. I'm a grown ass woman. I want to say I took at least five at the bar and then probably three back at his place. Not even, no shame. I was just like living my best life. Damn. Now, where did you guys go? (sighs) I don't even know. We went to some small cafe and, um, Huntington Beach and yeah. Any fun stories as far as dating during COVID? Besides that one, I think that was kind of fun. I've really consumed my time with work. I haven't had a lot of fun, crazy things during COVID except for that one. Outside of COVID, I've done, it's been a little interesting here and there. Outside of COVID, tell me, give me one, hit me. Gosh, let's see. Oh, here's a really good one. So I went on a date, met on Bumble. I admit I've been on Bumble. Wasn't a very successful date. To grab my attention, you have to be a motivated, driven person. This person that I met up with, we went to Starbucks, very casual. I let him pick me up and we're talking and he's telling me he works from home, but he doesn't really work for home. He clocks in, clocks out, but is working on a passion project. During these hours that he's getting on payroll from this company, doesn't sit well with me. I ask him about the passion project, thinking I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. Maybe this is something above my head. I don't know what this stuff is about. Right. I can't tell you because it's not finished is what he tells me. I'm just like, Jesus, this guy is literally, in my mind, the accountant is literally embezzling company hours. Not my type. I've worked hard for everything I have. I look him straight in the night and tell him, like, I think you're great. Just take me home. Takes me home. Awkward. A year later, he applies and I interview him to... No. Mm-hmm. And I told, I told the owner, I said, I know this guy. Like, I am 90% sure that this is the guy I told take me home from Starbucks. He goes water under the bridge it's the guy i'm sitting there interviewing and i'm thinking like i already know you're wait wait did he act like he knew you or he was like lacy i'm like hey yeah exactly so i'm thinking in my head tell me how you're gonna change your lazy ass ways and be a part of my company but yeah anyways i think that's one of the funniest he didn't get hired i'm assuming no, he did not get hired. One time I got accused by being a catfish when I was being catfished. I thought I was on punked. 
literally this guy picks me up in this beautiful i8 super nice um we're talking a few days before the date i walk down the stairs of my apartment complex to go meet him at his car not even a hi not even a hug a shake hand he grabs me by my ears throws my face underneath the street light and goes i just want to make sure you are who you said you were this guy had posted pictures from many sit-ups ago many moons ago i didn't know who the fuck he was i thought he he sent me a driver so i have this person who has posted his pictures at his best five years ago grabbing my face throwing it under a light asking me if i'm a catfish when i'm like what is going on that's crazy yeah so that's just a little that's insane that's insane sum up of it all right (laughs) let's get into a a segment we do here there's a bunch of sex questions you ready i'm down all right let's do it favorite position Ooh, i like being on top okay what's the reason for it what is it that you like dominate the the situation or i'm just gonna be raw like that is my go-to that's how i come that that gets me off the the g-spot that that hits it i mean i'm not saying every single time but i'm saying 75 percent or higher which is huge for a woman because as you know we are a little bit more specific when it comes to that size the size matter yeah okay Yes and no. I mean, I haven't dealt with like more than a handful of shrimp dicks, but I don't want to be snapped in two when I'm on you. Okay, got you. Now, let <laughs> Is me- that a bad term? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think people get it. <laughs> so let me ask you, what's the biggest size you've handled? <gasps> god i i mean and it's i'm sure you don't you're I mean, not getting a measuring tape but yeah just in, in you know in general oh no i'm weird i'm not gonna lie i know oh, you, i you know if, if i go like this this is at least seven inches i know this length right here so i'm gonna say like i've had about maybe like a nine nine point five in my roster it fuck? wasn't it's not every day i get that i'm just saying in my past experience oh, you switch it up a little bit <laughs> all right that's huge how did you handle that i mean like a champ um, <laughs> i mean it's like it's different like i don't want to say like too much but it's like you know that person's an athlete he's very well endowed everywhere yeah i mean height hands i mean it's kind of expected so you took it like a champ that's all that matters yeah no okay, that's what's i up. mean there might have been tears but they weren't crying they're tears of joy tears of joy fetishes any uh, fetishes no not specifically with me i mean i'm a team player in bed but i mean nothing that comes to mind requests weird requests you would get from i don't know you were like yo this that's a little extreme or um i did have somebody that wanted me to call him my ex-boyfriend's name while we were having sex so he would say like okay well we're like getting hot and heavy and he's like you know what i want this time i'm like what he's like i want you to call me this person's name not every ex is glorified or not every ex you want to think about while you're taking you're getting down in it you're you know so i'm sitting there calling this guy that i'm dating my ex's name and he's loving it like just drooling over it like never been harder in his life and it's just like oh god that's crazy yeah. i've never heard that yeah call me your ex's name saliva to the face i don't like you know i've done some weird freaky ass shit like no, I we want to hear it we want to hear it what okay is the so ass shit? Uh, spit in my mouth okay not on the first date not if i don't know you this was a boyfriend this one wanted to like get a bowl of spit in his hand and just like more aggressive just like all over my face and i'm like i take time to look good for my man i'm doing hours of hair and makeup and then you want to cover me in 
spit? Like, I get it, spit can be lube, but he was directly like wanting to cover me in fucking spit. That's spit. crazy. That that's a little wild. That's a little yeah. wild. Craziest thing a guy that you didn't expect, and you're like, yo, whoa, hold on. Do you want to ask me first if I'm into that? That the guy did to you. I can't think of it. Oh, wanted me to talk about my mom during sex. It was just like, what would you do if your mom walked in right now? And I'm thinking like, fuck, is she on her way? Like, what? Like, I'm thrown off. He's like, yeah, tell me what you'd do if mommy walked in. I'm like, I'm trying to be a team player, trying to see anything, but I'm like, Bro, my, my mom? Not even asking me to call you daddy. Like, what if my mom walks in? Like, so I think that might've thrown me for a loop. It was That's weird. Crazy. It was like some whack ass weird role play shit. I have no idea. Are you into dressing up? I will. It's not my go-to, but like I have a nice lingerie collection, which I'm sure has been seen on Instagram. Had a few schoolgirl outfits, but once again, it's more, I like just to get down to it. I like being in the moment. I like being intimate. I like feeling like a man take control i enjoy sex i i don't have a lot of different things like this is specifically will get me off like fetishes i'm open to them i mean and, and that was the next question like what turns you on and even if it's multiple things what turns me on a man who handles this shit dress wise i love a man in either golf clothes or suited up i don't know why i do like the muscular build but the buff gym clothes i don't know i just i like that professional i handle my shit i run my own company you want to do it i got it i'm a fucking man i love that suit i love a nice suit cologne a fresh haircut i swear men cut your hair every friday i can't right, stand right, one clip around right. or that ugh. yeah yeah that's yeah. what gets me going like that nice clean brad pitt and mr and mrs smith look Okay, mm. okay. Any crazy request that you've asked the guy to do? Like, you know, like you have to do this for me or whatever. Go <laughs> down on me? Fuck. Or you'd, be a, you'd, be, you'd be imagined with how many buff guys are literally two pump jumps in bed. No. Yeah. I want to say the heavier the weight you push, the less of a giver you are. Oh, shit. No yeah. way. What is that? Kinda... I, I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I could, like, help these guys out. But I think that they're just, like, living off their looks and they like younger girls and they don't know their bodies or what to tell the man to do. But, yeah, no, I don't have crazy requests. But, I mean, <laughs> like... It's not a one-way street like right, right, get course. back to work yeah, yeah 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 both both ways definitely works are you open to anal or no anal um i have done anal it is not my go-to but i mean it has to be like an established relationship it's, for sure yeah yeah, yeah that's tough <laughs> let's move on to something else let me ask you a question if you can go back on time and you can go to like a 17 year old yourself or 18 year old <laughs> what type of advice would you give yourself respect your parents 100 okay. percent. i was very wild like i said didn't like rules i glorified a lot of the wrong things but all in all my parents are not perfect but they did everything at the time that they could have whether it was putting me in the best school that they could have they did a lot and i did not respect that at all i didn't look at it that way i was more of a you owe me this because i'm your child type of kid it's unfortunate and i wish that i wasn't but i was have you communicated that to them already oh i think them all the time that's awesome i think them all the time i'm so lucky that they put me through that catholic school 
That's good. No, yeah. that's that's really good to hear. And that's really good advice, by the way. How do you think that would have made an impact on your life as far as like moving forward? If at, at, around that, yeah. Age? No, I definitely would have went to college. I would have taken my softball scholarships. I would have. You know, I I don't know what I would have majored in because at that time I was very dedicated to hair and makeup and vanity. I've always been like that. But I think if I valued my parents' advice and didn't try to be so defiant towards them and just went the right course or just did what needed to be done my only job was to get good grades and play softball gotcha gotcha gotcha, so yeah all right we're making it to the end any shout outs you want to give yeah one of my dearest most best friends who got me into modeling shooting wyatt craig he goes by riot r-i-o-t craig on instagram he literally is one of the top people in my life unconditional love for him he's helped me in so many ways he was my first serious boyfriend now we pass business back to back to each other in the cannabis industry and he's been featured in forbes amazing photographer jj the fitness coach he not only is a personal development mentor to me but also helped me immensely when i was struggling with my fitness my great friend Delaney Jane Doe. She is in the publicity space and she is also one of my ride or die there no matter what friends. And then, like I said, Bear Digidio. We don't have too much of a personal relationship, but I look up to that man so much for my marketing, my social media, even my daily news. He throws out stock um, advice too. He's just an overall triple threat that if you're not following him, I strongly suggest you do. Well, shout out to those people impacting your life. Everybody who's listening and watching, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, follow our Instagram. I want to thank you and thank you for coming. Thank uh, you for your time. We appreciate this, you, Michelle. Yeah. Till next time, we out. Peace.